It did not happen quite as I had expected. All at once the driver pulled the horse up with a sharp jerk on the reins and began striking the poor creature with his whip. Cursing volubly, Emerson sprang to his feet and reached for the driver. It was well known that we never allowed that sort of thing, so the fellow was prepared. He met Emerson's lunge with a blow that made him fall back onto the seat. By that time I found myself busily occupied with another individual who had opened the door of the cab and was attempting to pull me out of it. He was quite surprised, I believe, when instead of resisting, I descended instantly from the vehicle and stepped heavily onto his bare feet. Our positions were now reversed. He was trying to get away, and I was determined he should not escape me. My parasol was in my hand. With a quick twist I freed the nice little sword concealed in the handle, and thrust. He let out a thin scream, but I must not have hurt him very much, because he hit out at me, and although I blocked the blow quite efficiently, it was hard enough to throw me back against the open door of the carriage. Emerson hastened to me and took hold of my arm. "'Go after him!' I gasped, for the man I had attacked was no longer to be seen. "'Be damned to that!' said Emerson. "'Curse it! Don't you realise you're wounded?' "'Nonsense!' I said, wondering why my voice sounded so far away. "'It was only—' The next thing I knew, I was half-sitting, half-reclining on the seat of the carriage, with Emerson bending over me. I heard something rip— it was the sleeve of my coat. With the gentleness and efficiency that mark his movements, he bound strips of cloth around my upper arm, muttering all the while, Not so bad as I feared, my darling girl. What a bloody idiot you are. Hang on, my love. I'll have you back at the club in a few minutes, and we will find a physician. There's no need for that, I replied. Where is my parasol? Find my parasol, Emerson. I think I may have dropped it. Swearing vehemently with relief and exasperation, Emerson located the object and tossed it into the cab before he mounted the box. As he drove, he kept turning to look back at me, uttering exclamations of concern and complaint. How many times have I told you not to attack an armed man with that confounded parasol? You've no more sense of self-preservation than Ramsay's. And considering that you are only half his size, your impetuosity verges on feeble-mindedness. I ought to have you locked up. Speak to me, my darling. Have you fainted? Certainly not. It's only a scratch. Curse it, I believe I've lost my second-best hat. What an inept, amateurish attack, Emerson remarked sourly. And after all the trouble we went to, I agreed. Meeting one another's eyes, we simultaneously burst out laughing. "'Are we going to tell the children?' he asked. "'Oh, Emerson, I don't know. We agreed not to keep things from one another, but if Ramses and Afret discover that we've been attacked, they'll come dashing back to Cairo in order to protect us.' "'I suppose they might,' Emerson said, in tones of mild surprise. "'No need, of course, but, well, hmm.' "'What about Gargery and Fatima and the others?' "'I would like to keep it from them if we can, "'and I believe we have a good chance of doing so if I can get rid of this suit. "'I will bundle it up and take it to the dig tomorrow and bury it. "'Won't Fatima notice it's missing? "'By the time she does, I'll have thought of something.' 
I'm sure you will. Good gad, life would be much simpler if we didn't have to deceive our friends as well as our enemies. The day after our little adventure, we cleared the third of the burial shafts and found another set of bones enclosed in a rather attractive wooden coffin. The bones themselves were not attractive. Bits of them protruded at ungainly angles from the mass of rotten mummy wrappings, and the skull had been separated from the body. It had been placed at the foot of the coffin, between two large cylinder jars. Its fleshless grin was the first thing we saw when the lid was raised. Dear me, I remarked. How odd. Was the injury pre- or post-mortem, do you think? I don't know, Emerson growled, and I won't until Nefret can examine the cursed thing. There's another skeleton behind the coffin.' 